This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. All right, I'm back. Thank you for uh, praying for me. Raise your hand if you prayed for me. You don't have to raise your hand. I was away in Phoenix, and um, I'm glad to be back. You know, some people say it's a dry heat, but it is not uh, a comfortable heat when it's 117 degrees. And so that was pretty wicked. My wife and I both felt like we were dying just by going outside. And so, uh, but we had fun. We got to meet some old friends, and uh, it was it was a good trip. And so thank you for... Um, let me go, and Christopher did a great job from what I understand. And if you ever miss a particular Sunday service, um, you could, uh, we record them, and you can request, and we can send you a, a recording. And so we just finished up Philippians, which uh, really changed and challenged my life. Uh, I've been studying a lot in Philippians and asking the Lord to help me to uh, to follow through uh, what Philippians is really trying to tell us as the listeners. And I hope that you're doing the exact same thing. I pray that you are making an effort to continue in your journey with Jesus. I pray that you're actually uh, taking time and effort, that you're willing to risk comfort in order to obtain and to... Uh, reach your God-given destiny that God has called you to. Because um, doing nothing is not going to do it for us. If you do everything the same that you've always done, you're going to get the same result. And so if we want to continue in our journey with Jesus, we're going to have to put some effort into it in learning and, and um, excuse me, sorry. Learning and really helping and, and coordinating with the Holy Spirit. And so we ask that you take uh, a conscientious effort to begin to take Philippians into uh, your heart and begin to live it out. Today I want to talk to you about a whole new uh, uh, real quick series. And today I want to talk to you about finding. Uh, there's a little slogan that we've adopted. It's find, feed, Fight, and my friend Steve Hornback reminded me of another F, which reminds me of the word follow. So the four Fs sounds like my second year of college, first quarter. Thank you for laughing. Um, oh, I never told my son that, so I'm sorry, son. And so, uh, but I didn't do so well in college. My second, uh, my first term, uh, my second semester, second semester first year. Anyway, I want to talk to you about finding because, you know, the Lord found you. Did he not? Did he not find you? Somehow he found you. Somehow he found you through a friend. Uh, he found you through a French, you know, a family member. He found you through an invite. He found you from a, a, an invite card, but the Lord found you. I remember my parents going to church and I kind of reluctantly went and it was two kids from the youth group, two kids from the youth group who reached out to me, who said, Mario, will you come and join us? 
And I thought about it this week. I'm thinking about writing them a letter to say thank you in the name of Jesus for inviting me. It's important that that word, the find, that came out and sought me out. And uh, I'm always thinking of those first times. Uh, have you ever went on a first date? Raise your hand if you've been on a first date. Well, no, you don't have to raise your hand. We've all, most of us have been on a first date. And it's always a little nerve-wracking, isn't it? It's always a little nerve-wracking. Um, I never uh, experienced a no until I met Robin. I'm just curious. I'm just kidding. But Robin did say no to me. We came this close to not getting married. I literally said to the Lord, if she rejects my offer to take her out one more time, I'm moving on. And so when I reached out to her, I said, uh, Robin, would you like to go out on a date to go see Steve Camp? All right. How can you say no to Steve Camp? Uh, she didn't, and I already, already told the Lord, maybe, I mean, I said, Lord, last time, if she says no, I'm moving on. And she did not say no, but she did say maybe. And so, so technically she didn't say no. And, uh, and so, but finally she relented and she went out and, uh, here we are 30 plus years later. Uh, but it's important that first invite, uh, that asking out, uh, and, and inviting someone, Maybe you've been in a situation where somebody has invited you out to a business lunch, uh, a, a meeting where you've met someone. They invited you to participate in their, their lunch, their meeting, their business meeting. It's very important. Uh, maybe, maybe you have been here and you've gotten a call from someone and says, would you like to join me for a, a Bible study or a prayer meeting or just for fellowship? Invite over for coffee. Can we just meet up at, at a coffee house up the street? And maybe, and I don't know how often this happens, but is it possible that you've been invited over to someone's house for dinner? And I want to challenge you in that as we begin this little mini-series called Find, Feed, Fight, and Follow. Have you, have you invited someone to your house for dinner? And I will tell you this, I am willing to allow the friendship, our friendship, our closeness, I'm willing to release you from inviting me to lunch or breakfast if that means you're going to invite someone else in the fellowship for a meal, for his kingdom. For his glory. And so when I keep thinking of, we're going to talk about scriptures here in a second. But Isaiah 55 verse 1 through 3 says, Come all who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you, ha- and you don't have any money, come and eat. Come and buy wine and milk without money and without cost. And so the, the Lord is inviting people to come to this banqueting table, if you will, and enjoy the goodness of the Lord. And he did that by inviting. He says, come, why don't you come with me? Come and enjoy and partake of this wonderful meal called the Lord. So even the Lord goes in the finding mode. Jesus, he, he leaves his, his kingdom and he comes and he scales down the ladder to come and to 
invite us into eternal relationship with him. Finding. I was lost. You were lost. And if you didn't think you were lost, then you're really lost. And I didn't think I was lost. I was really lost. But I needed Jesus, and I didn't know it. And it began with a little baby step by two kids from the youth group inviting me to the youth group event. They had no clue. I don't know what their their bigger uh, purpose was. I don't know what their vision was. I don't know if they knew. They just knew enough, and God used them enough to say, Hey, will you come? And join our basic, our family, our Kaiafa family. Excuse me, it was actually Carpenter Shop. That's how old I am. Excuse me, my, my shirt is bothering. I want to pull it out. All right, we're going to just do that. That's all right. I don't want anybody to stumble. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. But that was more like nobody's going to stumble. That was more like that than that was funny. So. I, I'm glad I have a healthy self-esteem. Thank you, Jane, for laughing. And I mean that. I have no clue what their reasoning was to invite me. But they did. And I'm sure they had no clue. That little invite, 35 years later, would mean that I'm here sitting, standing in front of you. Can you imagine? Think of that. That invite was something God used to change my uh, my trajectory. That little invite, they reached out tomorrow. So if you've been any blessed at all, and I don't know if you have, but if you've been blessed at all by our ministry at the church, we should go back and say thank you to James, Jamie, Holly, For inviting me. It changed my trajectory. God comes down and he comes down the ladder from his heavenly realm. And he comes down and he comes to earth. And he comes to find, to seek and find that which is lost. In Matthew 11, the Bible says, Come to me, all you who labor are heavy laden, who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And Jesus says, come, he invites to come and to to, uh, partake in his family. And Jesus is offering spiritual rest for those who are willing to follow him. Spiritual rest for those who follow him. The Holy Spirit... It says in Revelation chapter 22, it says the spirit and the bride says, come and let the one who hears say, come, let the one who's thirsty come, let the one who wishes to take this free gift of the water of life. And so, you know, we don't have time and I'm not going to prolong the point, but the Bible is filled with invitations to come and dine with Jesus to come and dine and, and have a relationship with God. And so in this next season, in our next few weeks, in a matter of uh, weeks, we are going to be inundated with brand new people in our community. 
And I want to challenge you as a church, and I've never actually done this in our 11 years of existence. We're coming up on 11 years in um, September. But there are people who are literally, there are some who are believers who are just brand new and are lost. Because they don't know the town. But there are a lot of people who maybe began in their relationship with the Lord and somehow got spiritually lost. Emotionally lost. Maybe some circumstances they haven't really understood the fullness of Philippians that we just went through. And they've been, they've been jaded. They've been hurt. And so they're kind of like, I don't want to participate in this thing called the family of God, church. And of course, there's going to be brand new students. My niece will be here in about three weeks. And the question I have is, will we look, open our eyes... Would we be willing to sacrifice our our friendships that we already have developed in order to free up some time so that we can go find? One of the challenges of a small church is that what I call, uh, and I'm, I'm dating myself, the Cheers syndrome. Cheers, you know, the TV show Cheers. Somebody's like, what, what? You know, at the same time as Gunsmoke, I'm just kidding. Uh, Cheers was a, a sitcom of a bar where as someone would walk in, they typically would know their name. And the, the famous person was uh, Norm. And everybody's like, Norm. And everybody knew everybody's name. And that's wonderful. But that also can be something that's not so healthy. I just came from a conference. It was really weird. I've been part of the Chi Alpha family for 25 years. I am the southeast regional director and I went to this place with 1200 campus ministers and I didn't have a clue who at least three quarters of them were it was really weird but it was really healthy that's a good thing it would not be a good thing if I knew everybody after 25 years I would just know everybody and everybody would know me not healthy that's not good But when I get there, it's like a sea of people that had no clue who they were. And so the Lord has increased. And one of the challenges for us is that we can be easily, easily comforted by knowing everybody. They know me and I know them. But I'm going to tell you that's not healthy. And God goes out of his way and he comes to seek and find that which is lost. And I'm asking us as a church in the next four weeks, next three weeks... To begin to open our eyes and look for opportunities to help people who might be lost along the way. And I'm not even telling you to invite them to church. I think that is a way to invite them. I'm asking you just to be their friend. We just sang about uh, not having fear, having peace. Those are great things that you can help People that have fear and don't have peace. That maybe you have, we just sang about the joy of the Lord. You have that joy. People need joy. People need peace. People need comfort. Again, one of my favorite sayings, you can't give what you don't have. And I pray that that's, I pray that you are incredibly wealthy with joy and peace. That you get to share that with those who are not filled with joy and peace. But Jesus says, come to me, all you who are labor and heavy laden, or who are weary and burdened. The Holy Spirit 
invites us. Now think of this as we look through the scripture, and we're, and we're going to fly through here in a second. Andrew, in the Bible, in 1 John, invited Peter. Philip invited Nathaniel to meet Jesus. The, good, uh, the Samaritan woman invited her neighbors. Levi, Matthew Levi, came up with this feast to introduce Jesus to, uh, to others. And a lot of people came to know Jesus by an invite. So my two friends, Jamie and Holly, invited me. Uh, You know why I went? You ready for this? I went because there was girls in the youth group. And God used that uh, flesh uh, desire that I had. And he used it and he changed my heart. It was two years later that I gave my heart to the Lord. Three years later, I gave my heart to the Lord at age 18. But God used these, these two kids to change the trajectory in someone's life myself. God used my selfish desires, my selfish, selfish ways to think that I was going to get something out of it. And I thought I was playing God, but God was playing me. So I don't know what your motive might be. I don't know what the person we're going to invite's motive might be. But I believe that God can change people's hearts and lives. And it all started by a little tiny invite. Would you like to join me? And so this morning I want to challenge us as a church that we begin to open up our eyes, release, if we don't have time, and a lot of us don't have time, we'll release maybe a friendship that you, or it's pretty close, release that, and both parties know it's for the kingdom, that we're mad at each other, so that we can make room for someone new for the kingdom, his glory. Making room. So right now, I want us to pray in a second that Lord gives us the, the eyes to see to find those people who are going to be in our midst. There are a couple things you can invite them to. Now, in the back of that, on that black table there, we have, these are the old invite cards. Okay? You can grab a couple. What I do is I take a picture of the front and back, merge them, and then I, I text people. They're asking them about a church. I'll text, I'll text them this card. Anyway, so uh, there's a ways to do it. You can invite them to church. All right? But there's the four F's. Feel, uh, find, feed, fight, and follow. I'm not going to talk about the last two. But it might mean that you're going to have to separate yourself from your common friends that you already have in order to invite someone. And you're going to have to take the extra step to begin to feed. That might mean real food for their stomachs or feed them with friendship that they desperately need and want. You can invite them to your Bible study on midweek that we have. You can only do it this week because this is our last week until break. But you can build up on that. Um, you can invite people to uh, church, as I said. You can invite them. But it's important to not only find them, but you're going to have to also be there for them. And that's the word feed. But I would say dev- never give up extending invitations. You never know what God is going to do by that little invite. You don't know what kind of trajectory might be changed because you just invite someone. To a small group, to a Bible study, or to an event. Uh, we have that hayride that we talked about, and it's 
I'm not 100% sure it's a hayride. I know Natalie's probably like, what? Being that it might still be too warm, it might be hurricane season. But we're going to have an event as a church on September 1. It's a Saturday, Labor Day weekend. Okay, right now, 90%, it's going to be a hayride bonfire. You can invite them to that. We'll have food. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a church-wide event. And we can, you can invite them to that. If, if church is too much or small group is too small or is like intimate, it might, you know, might overwhelm them. You can invite them to an event that we're going to have in a few weeks. I think anybody and everybody could at least do that. But there are people right now in our community that are spiritually lost. They don't look lost. But trust me, they're lost. If they don't know Jesus, they're lost. They might be running right in front of our church this morning, super confident, with, you know, just wealthy. They, they don't even know, but they need Jesus. And it could be a small invite. And so you can invite them to church. You can invite them to a Bible study. You can invite them to your home for a meal. You can invite them this, to an event. And so as we come cl- close to the end, I want to read this thing from, uh, I, I read this author a lot, and uh, he put this on a podcast, on a, a blog. And I'll finish with this. Don't worry about inviting me to church. Now, his particular thing is church. So just play along and, and listen. He says, don't worry about inviting me to church this weekend. Really, don't worry about it. Because I've been thinking about it. I know we're friends. And I know that you go to church, and I know that you talk about your faith, and you think that makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, it does. At least that's the sense I get. We talk a lot about other stuff. We talk about sports. We talk about politics. But we never really talk about God. It never comes up. It seems like you get a little tense. And I'm not sure why. It doesn't weird me out as much as it does you. But I'm happy to relieve you of this obviously something that makes you awkward. What would I be missing anyway? I'm not an atheist. I'm not. I do believe in God. I consider myself spiritual. And I want to do better. I'd like to understand the Bible. I'd like to be a better parent. I'd like to have a closer marriage. I might even volunteer for something that would help others. But the last time I went to church, that's not what was offered. Besides, we both know I'm not the poster child for Christianity. I've got baggage. I've got questions. I don't think church is exactly the kind of place for someone like me. I don't really want to dress up too much. I don't want to be hit up for money. I don't like, and this is his letter, organ music. We don't do organ. And on top of that, I don't really know if I believe in hell. I'm not really concerned what happens after I die. I'm sure that whatever life there is after death, it will be fine. And as far as my kids go, I want to give them the freedom to choose whatever religion they want, if any religion at all. 
Church was boring for me when I had to go as a kid. So the last thing I want is to drag my kids to something that is boring. And then turn them off from church. So don't worry about trying to invite me to church. It makes you awkward. It doesn't have anything to offer my life. I can't exactly come as I am. I like wearing shorts with white socks. I added the white socks. I give money to charity. I listen to Coldplay. Hell is kind of a joke these days. And my family won't like it. And at the very end, the story is right. But if by any chance you think that I have this wrong, for God's sake, invite me. For God's sake, invite me. People have some really weird notions about, and we have ourselves to blame, and I say ourselves, church in general. But people want to be invited. We know this by the research that's been done. So I'm going to challenge you to just, we're going to pray here in a second. I'm going to ask the Lord to put some people's faces in your mind. And that we don't play this game that we let somebody else do it. Let Pastor Mari do it. Let's not play that game. We're all ministers of the gospel. God is calling all of us to do our part for his kingdom. God has set the example for us. So let's pray and let's ask the Lord to put some faces in our minds and begin to pray for situations where we could just easily invite them to begin a journey with Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just begin to place pictures of people in our minds right now. Lord, we're going to pause here for about 15 seconds. Lord, thank you. Thank you for putting those people's faces in our minds. Lord, we just lift them up in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for supernatural encounters, Lord, opportunities. Lord, I pray, God, that you would help us. And Lord, people have some misconceptions of church, or at least our church. Lord, help us, Lord, to to be all that you've designed us to be. Lord, that you would use us, you would use our church to help change a trajectory. Thank you, Father, for those two youth kids that changed my trajectory. And I want to say thank you. It all started with a little invite. Lord, we say thank you, Lord. Help us, empower us in our hearts. Lord, help us to see your kingdom grow. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Again, Isaiah 55, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And I pray that God will begin to begin to use you to make a difference for his kingdom, for his glory. Amen. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. 
If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurchtlh.com.